Hey everybody, welcome into the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me, and I appreciate that. Welcome into this week's TV and movie-focused episode. Hope you all had a incredible work or work week. I got my days mixed up. An incredible weekend so far, but an even better work week on the docket. On today's episode, we got we got quite a bit of uh, industry notes and a couple of little goodies to jump into. Um, some of them I'm more excited about and kind of give my two cents on and or ramble about than others but um yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and jump into because we got quite a bit of stuff and um as of recording this episode it is my one year anniversary thank you thank you hold your applause and so we've got a couple things on the docket that we're gonna do uh the wife and i am very excited for that and what have you but business first as they say so yeah let's go ahead and just jump right into it um so this came out a couple days ago. Ugh, I tell you, they must be running out of ideas. Well, no, they're not running out of ideas. They're just like certain people are trying so hard to hold on to the spotlight. It's not even funny. So our first one coming out and people, I know it's a slow news week when people are like, yeah, I think this, I think this might be good. This might be great. You know, and hopefully more people are like, you know, this is going to be a shit show and a mail-in job. But with that said, Paramount Pictures has greenlit as well as hired Craig Brewer, known for, I believe, writing and directing such movies as Hustle and Flow, Black Snake Moan, Footloose, and Empire. Cool. Uh, to come in and direct uh, Coming to America 2. Eddie Murphy will return to reprise his role, as well as Arsenio Hall. Um, James Earl Jones will return as well. I think everyone is, for the most part, coming back for it and stuff. So, um, arguably, I can make the argument that this is the original... Black Panther, but that's not why you listen. So my, my initial like kind of hot take on it when I saw this, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I guess this uh, Burke guy and Murphy were working on this new movie about Dolomite or something. Um, great character, by the way, Dolomite. Um, and they, I don't know, started like touching penis heads. I don't fucking know. So they're like, hey, let's work on motherfucking coming to America too. Cause everyone's been asking for that, asking for that sequel. Um, this is probably going to be shit, right? Like there's, there might be some moments in there where you're like, oh, this is cool, but it's like, it's Eddie Murphy, like, I just feel like it's him trying to grasp onto the spotlight a little bit more, like, oh, let me do a role that everyone loves me on, and everything, but during the course of my research, and I, I did the finger quotes, so you can't see that, but I'm doing finger quotes, my research, I was looking back on it, dude, what happened to fucking Eddie Murphy, man, like, during the 80s, he was fucking a rock star, holy shit, like, I was born in 88, so I can look back and appreciate it through a different lens, you know, consuming the content that he did in the 80s. But holy crap, between SNL, his two comedy specials on HBO, and then he did like Trading Places, Coming to America 1, and oh, well, oh, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Like this was, this guy was the goods, man. And it's just like, ugh. and then he had that, I don't know if you guys remember when they did that, was it? was a 50 year celebration or some shit of SNL years ago. That was this cringy moment where Chris Rock comes out and he just gives him like the greatest intro ever. And then Eddie Murphy's like, thank you. And then he just walks out. He's like, he, he, and he walks, does the shit, you know, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck dude? So I, I don't know, man. Like uh, maybe he's just get another prostitute or something. That'd be, that'd be good for him. He needs, that seems to be like the end thing. Get a prostitute, puts you back in limelight on the Twitters. And that's what it's all about. So, Yay, coming to America 2 inbound, fingers up. So <clears throat> that's that's that bit of news. It's getting a lot of traction for some reason. Um, speaking of getting traction as well, onto our next topic. 
So Glass, uh, that's the film that comes out, I believe, this weekend, this Friday, uh, worldwide, or at least statewide for us, from M. Night Shyamalan's What a Twist Man. Um, so this is the the third part of his trilogy that he didn't really plan, but he threw it in there, and it just somehow worked, and everything like that, from Unbreakable to Split, and so now we have Glass, so you got... Um, Oh, God, what's his name? Oh, James McCoy's in it. Samuel Jackson, of course. And then Bruce Willis reprising their roles from this universe that he's created. Blah, blah, blah. That shit, right? So, bottom line, this is kind of interesting. So, the reviews are coming out for it for people that saw early screenings of it. And there was two different screenings. One was for critics. One was for fans. I guess for the fan piece, people watched Unbreakable, Split, and then The Glass Movie. And then after it was all over M. Night was there in attendance, just basically like jizzing all over the stage. Like, oh, this is how much it means to me. And, you know, props to M. Night, because from my understanding, he is bankrolling all this shit, like with his own personal money. He's been doing that for a while. So, I mean, he's putting his fucking house up kind of thing uh, to to finance these movies and what have you. So, I mean, Split made really good money, got really good reviews for the most part. So fans seem to really, really enjoy it. And then... Um, critics that have seen it are like, um, this is actually a shit show of a movie. So I think I want to see if I can find it here. I thought I had it up, but I want to say it's rocking like 28 or 38% on Rotten Tomato. So I'm not sure how much that consists of all the critic reviews. So definitely a tale, two different tales of people's experience with it. I'm still planning to go see it this weekend and try to make time for it um, with everything else that is going on because yeah, it's just fucking... I mean, I enjoyed Unbreakable. Split was a really good film. And it's like, okay, I got to go see Gloss and see how they, he does this and all that jazz. So it's going to be kind of interesting to just see what the overall, what the legacy, if any, of this movie is. Because a lot of people that saw it were like, oh, yeah, you know, when you watch the first two films, like, I'm not planning to go watch Unbreakable and Split again before I see this movie. Um, I guess I use it as a comp to other Marvel movies where I've done that before in the past and that's great. But. I can go watch Infinity War without watching the last 10 years of Marvel movies and feel like, oh, I'm, I'm missing, I'm not missing anything and what have you. So when I think I pretty much remember all these pretty well, but I'm sure someone's going to make the argument like, no, there's undertones and story elements and, and little stuff that he does and Unbreakable that he does in Glass. And if you don't see Unbreakable and have it fresh in your mind, you're not going to understand and you're not going to appreciate it. Like, take it easy, breathe. It's, you know, like. You still have to focus to make a movie at the end of the day. It hasn't, doesn't always have to be sequel tied in the fact that that's why I have to enjoy it. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, so far, critic reviews, if you put any stock into that, not very not very super sexy. But it seems like people that are fans of the series um, and probably of M. Night himself. I mean, these are probably the same people that saw The Lady in the Water. We're like, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad either. It's, you know, I love the story element, the twist he did about her in the water. And it's like, well, it's in the fucking title, dude. So what do you think is going to happen? Um, but yeah, it should be interesting to see. So that's glass for you. I'm going to again try to see it this week and I have a review for you on next Monday's uh, episode. Um, but speaking of news, it's official. Um, it looks like Paramount, speaking of, has canceled Star Trek Four. We covered on this month, last year, months ago, that talks with um, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine, they were supposed to come back for Star Trek Four. Uh, negotiations with Paramount over wages broke down. Paramount was like, boom, we're trying to do this on the cheap. We're not paying you that much. As A-listers, they're like, deuces, we got to go. We're not doing this and everything like that. So since then, it's been kind of up and down. 
um, in terms of Star Trek Ford's development. Um, Simon Pegg, who's, you know, been involved for a while, he seemed pretty like, oh, it's still going to happen kind of thing. We're just working on some stuff. But it looks like they can officially Star Trek Four. So um, they did hire a director to come in recently. Oh, what is her name? Oh, I cannot for the life of me remember it now. Um, she recently left the project and actually is going to direct the pilot episode for the upcoming um, Game of Thrones prequel series, one of the million that they're going to be doing over there, um, and what have you. So, And they can't go back to the Justin Lin guy who did the third Star Trek, because I think he's like balls deep in doing the f- finishing us, or the final installments of Fast and the Furious franchise, which... You know, that's cool. Um, let me see if I can... Oh, S.J. Clarkson, that's her name. So she originally was pegged director for Star Trek Four and has moved on, so they're kind of like in limbo. So it looks like they can the project. Um, from everything I can find, this... Don't get this confused with the rumored Quentin Tarantino one. So he's filming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right now. Or no, he's in post on that movie, and that comes out in the summer. Looking forward to that. I mean, fucking... I love pretty much any Tarantino movie I've ever seen. Oh wait, what's this? Brad Pitt, DiCaprio together. Let's let's fucking go. It sounds great. So, um, apparently that's going to be still a go somewhat. I don't think he's even wrote a script for that fucking thing yet. But that would definitely be a please take my money if Tarantino does a Star Trek film because he was originally supposed to use rumored to be using the cast of like the J.J. Abrams reboots and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. But until then, Star Trek Four has been canceled. Tier tier. Um, also a lot of reports that, Hey, just the latest Star Trek three <clears throat> fans seem to really like it compared to the first two JJ Abrams reboot movies. And they liked it, but it just underperformed at the box office. And it seems like a lot of the fan base are, you know, receiving well, or the, all the CBS stuff they're working on Star Trek TV show wise. So it seems like maybe people are content to consume their, their Star Trek, you know, hit and all that through television and everything of that sort so it's interesting to see i i've said it before i'm not the biggest star trek fan in the world i enjoy the universe that jj created but again i'm not a purist so i'm not going in with like no jj ruined it star wars i was like oh maybe that's why i liked it i don't fucking know um <clears throat> but again i haven't watched any of the cbs stuff i'm like i got too many fucking other little things that i pay money for per month to stream and shit so to just do it for CBS on demand or whatever they're calling it. They're live streaming just for Star Trek. Nah, I'm good. Put on Netflix if you want and I'll consume it then and then we'll see. Um, but yeah, should be interesting to see how they move forward with it. And if they just are like, hey, if Tarantino does something cool and under budget, we'll do it. But if not, we'll just focus on the whatchamacallit, the TV portion of what we're doing over here and stuff like that. So um yeah, we'll see how it all goes down. Um, so that's kind of like the big head bits here. But uh, industry notes, we do have a, quite a few to get to. That's where I, my balls get a little bit looser here on this one. I get a little bit more excited because there's some good ones here. So our first one is we have some new info um, in regards to Disney+. Plus. Again, that's Disney's new streaming service that I think is going to launch this upcoming fall um, in regards to their Loki. So... Um, according to the hashtag shows, Charles Murphy's heard some stuff and he posted about it on his personal Twitter. Apparently Tom Hiddleston will somewhat be reprising his role as Loki, but he's going to do it in the narrative sense. He's just going to be a narrator, not on screen. And the show is going to fall. Hey, sorry about that guys. In the middle of my Loki rant, I got a phone call that interrupted the recording. So even with, I thought I had on do not disturb, but apparently not. So 
thanks for that brother-in-law um with that said uh back to kind of where i was at with that uh it's gonna follow a young loki and his upbringing and stuff of that nature so i to be honest my first kind of thought about this when i heard that i was like ah okay this is i mean i kind of get it you know doing vo work in a booth then filming is a little bit different for tom and it's probably gonna be a little bit cheaper um I don't know. I'm not really clamoring for the Loki upbringing origin story. And I'm sure there's somebody out there that I'm sure they did a comic line or some kind of series where it's like, yeah, dude, like fucking this is the Loki origin story. Everyone wants to know this. And I'm sure someone did a really good job with it. And there's some people listening that are like, oh, no, it's fucking great, man. There's some great stories, blah, blah, blah. Again, I'll go in open minded. My first, like I said, instinct is like, eh, whatever. It's kind of milking the the cow a little bit there marvel but again if you do your own little twist and spin and it's a good story to tell what have you i'm yeah sign me up i'll i'm into it but um yeah i definitely was expecting hiddleston to kind of be the lead and they film and i thought it was maybe going to be about like what happens after like thor 2 when he disappears so between thor 2 and 3 and they just do a mini series out of it um that was my initial reaction so we'll see um I can't really find or see when they actually expect to start filming or have that release. I'm sure it's going to be a couple years before we do that. Um, speaking of leaks and rumors and all that fun stuff, um, WB. So for people that don't follow WB animation, they do some really just legit um, animated movies that they usually put on like DVD, digital, all that stuff. And I think recently through Fathom Events, they be, they've been showing... Or they, I don't know if they did or it's coming out. I can't remember the time. Uh, the Death of Superman um, adaptations they did for Animated Forum. So they do a really um, good job for the most part. I can't remember the last time I saw an animated DC film that I was like, oh, this sucks. And it's again, these people. It's like, well, why can't these people work on the live action superheroes of DC? That would be really fucking great. So um, been a lot of rumors spun out of what they're working on in their camp. But some of the stuff is Batman the Long Halloween uh, an amazing graphic novel they're trying to adapt as well as Superman Red Sun, which for those that don't know, it's what if Superman's uh, pod as a child crash landed in the Soviet Union and he was raised under the Red Army and what have you. So really just great stories to tell and they do a really good job, I think for the most part, adapting them. Um, the one I did see that I was really excited about and left me really disappointed was... Um, uh, the Killing Joke one they did. And it just got weird, like Batgirl. I think she was like not even 18, maybe 19 in it. And the age kind of weirded me out a little bit where she starts banging Batman. And I think he's like 40 or something. And it's like, hey, Bruce Wayne, a young, uh, rich man getting the young ladies. Like, there we go. So, but anyways, this is coming from uh, Revenge of the Fans and they leaked it out. So apparently WV Animation is working on um, a Mortal Kombat animated film. And community star Joel McHale will be voicing one of the leads. I, I would assume Johnny Cage. Um, he seems to have like that pretentious D-bag vibe that will lend itself well to that character. That This is one of the bits of news that kind of that definitely got me excited. I think Mortal Kombat's great. Obviously, they've been trying to make a new movie out of it. It's just not working for a lot of reasons. Um, that one guy, I can't remember his name. He did the fan film like forever ago. And that was actually kind of cool the way they did it. And fucking James Vanderbeek from Dawson's Creek was in it. It was so good. Um, but this is um, something that if they do it right, absolutely. Like this could really work and just be a great little tidbit to fans and everything like that of Mortal Kombat. Because 
I don't care what y'all say. At first Mortal Kombat, it does not hold up, but it's still fucking awesome to watch, and I always have a good time with it. The sequel, Annihilation, that's eh, a different story. That's a, I will say Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the sequel film, is a great, even, dare I say, a fantastic drinking game movie. Um, lots of lots of good stuff you can do with that. So um, moving on to our last two bits of industry notes as well. Um, let's see what we got here. Oh, that's right. It looks like it's reported that uh, upcoming this March, they will start filming on World War Z2. Uh, for those who are like, that sounds familiar. What is that? That was that zombie movie that Brad Pitt did forever ago that was in development hell and just costed a shit ton of money. So people may be like, oh, Danny, what's the big deal? Like, what's, what's the fuck? Like, who cares, right? My one and only reason having any excitement and hope for this movie is one reason and one reason only. And no, it's not Brad Pitt. It's the director, David fucking Fincher, who to this day is one of my favorite filmmakers with Christopher Nolan, arguably of all time. I think he's just fucking brilliant. He's a perfectionist. I can't remember even Alien 3. I've gone back and watched that movie and it gets a lot of hate for certain reasons, you know, that I think are justifiable. But I still find myself actually like, this is fun. This is okay. Like, for your first time out, dude, and all the fucking production issues behind the scenes with this and how late you were to the party, good for you, David. So David Fincher, he's directing it. Um, This has been in development for a little while. And I don't know, for the fact that he's willing to take on a zombie movie, let alone a sequel, is huge to me. And I do not think of David Fincher in that category of, like, a director that once was, like, a go-to person that has all of a sudden struggled and it's like, I just need to take a movie to get my name back in the light. I don't feel that way whatsoever. Cause he did the, he's the one show on Netflix, um, not house of cards. He did that for a little while. I think now he's just a producer on it or was, but he did, um, oh, it's about the serial killers. I cannot remember the name of it. I have yet to watch that either or either. And it's, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. So fuck, I just swear there's not enough time in the world to consume all this shit. But yeah, so that's supposed to be starting in March. Very, very excited to see where that goes. I hope it's like, I don't know. Like I got my opinions about the whole zombie thing. Like I'm pretty much over it. But if you're like, oh, David Fincher's going to do a zombie movie. Okay, I'm here to take my money because that's going to be fucking incredible. If that movie sucks, I'm going to be really disappointed. So got that bit. And last but not least, um, another bit here of industry note before we wrap up today's episode Man, I just, this is something that it's like, I feel like I've read this headline a couple times before, so maybe I'm just mistaken, but apparently they have some new writers for Masters of the Universe, aka the He-Man movie. Um, The writers are Art Markham and Matt Holloway, if you're like, who are those people? I get it. I guess they were also the writers for the original Iron Man as well, and um, Adam and Aaron Nee, the brothers, they're set to still direct it. Um, I think their big claim to fame was uh, Band of Robbers. I've never even heard of that movie, so I have no idea what's up with that. But um, the writer guys, yeah, they did Iron Man. And then also they wrote the latest script for Men in Black International, that new one that's coming out, the sequel or reboot. I don't know where the fuck it is. So we will see what happens. I don't know if they're going to scrap or rework the script that David Goyer originally did for it. We shall see. But this is one of those things where it's like, guys, it's really not that hard to get a fucking He-Man movie, but going through it and seeing it, I was like, oh shit, no wonder Sony's doing it. Sony's publishing the movie. 
And it's like, oh, fuck, go figure. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are fucking... Other than... I mean, I think the last Sony movie I saw I loved was Into the Spider-Verse. But um, I, I hope it works, man. I hope they get it or someone does. A He-Man movie would be so legit. And I don't know why they're struggling to do it. I feel like it's a property that you have to modernize a little bit for today's audience. But there's still so much you can do. And if Bumblebee showed us anything... The excuse of, ah, it's an 80s fucking toy line, blah, blah, blah. You can't really do anything with it. Bullshit. Go watch Bumblebee and let me know that you actually can't do a movie based off of a cartoon slash toy line that doesn't have heart and soul to it, that isn't fun to watch and has personality. So we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm hopeful that fucking they'll figure this out. Maybe the rights will go to somebody else, but... Um, yeah, what are you going to do? Oh, speaking of, before I do forget as well as we wrap up the last bit of this episode and what have you, um, speaking of Sony, I finally got to the other night consume and watch Venom. Um, I still stand by my Jurassic World 2 is the worst movie of 2018, but Venom is not far behind. It is, oh my gosh, that was not a good movie at all. It's not even like cheesy good. Where you can be like, ah, it sucks, but, you know, I, you know, it is what it is. Like, everyone keeps saying about Aquaman, which I think is the biggest fucking excuse in the world. It's, if, I, I don't know, man. Like, these people that make these movies, I don't think they have any fucking clue, like, about these characters and everything like that. Now, I'm the guy that's like, I don't think you need a Venom movie. Um, I don't know if people were like, yeah, but they did Deadpool, and Deadpool's not a big character at the time, you know? And that were, and it's like, no, like, Venom was... Oh boy, that was a horrible fucking movie. I really struggled like a quarter of the way in to finish it. I had a very hard time with it. Um, so, but I mean, again, if you need something to watch and just hate yourself afterwards, I mean, definitely I would recommend Venom. It's a great movie to watch and just like then afterwards sit, you know, in the fetal position in the corner, maybe at the base of your bathtub and just rock yourself back and forth contemplating what's real what's your purpose in life i think venom does a great job of making you feel that afterwards so uh yeah not a not a very good movie but anyways uh that's gonna do it for me today you guys i hope you enjoyed um this next upcoming episode i'm hoping to have a review for not just glass but also um i'm gonna try to kind of go through it i am hoping and should be able to um, this past Friday, the new season of Punisher on Netflix premiered. I've heard really good things about it. I never watched the first season, and I'm sure this is going to be the last bit of the whole Netflix. I think I think they got Jessica Jones coming out still, whatever that season is, and then Netflix will officially cancel all their Marvel shows, and hopefully these shows, you know, get reworked into the MCU like officially in a good way, and on the Disney Plus service, or they put it on Hulu maybe, if it's going to be a little more mature we'll, we'll see how they do with that i've been hearing a lot of rumors and what have you but also tonight the first two episodes of season three of true detectives premiere and i've been waiting for it every trailer little teaser i've seen of that movie or of the show i'm just like fuck yeah let's go it's, it's what's his face ah oh, crap it's the lead he's uh shit from oh my god from luke cage he played the villain Coppermouth. ali is that his name i can't fucking remember um he's an awesome actor i just love everything he did he even did the voice of the uncle in uh spider-man to the spider-verse and if you guys see him you're gonna be like oh yeah it's it's him like he's fucking the goods and it just looked really good from what i understand the original writer of season one you know came back for it he did do season two the original writer and we don't talk about true detective season two because that was 
that uh, was fucking I still have nightmares about that season um but I guess he had plenty of time to write it kind of thing so I'm curious to see what happens with that but I gotta try to get the wife to call Comcast and no this isn't gonna be a cable provider um rant or anything like that because our our deal's up we're spending more money so we gotta see if we can get the HBO for free that's how I do that shit you know because I'm a cheap bastard and don't pay for fucking HBO whatever it is now i should probably just do that it's better ui anyways um but we got to do that shit because this always happens with comcast like you're like oh daniel why don't you call why why are you having your wife do it huh like hey maybe hey maybe i'm a feminist and i think all women should equally be rights to call the cable provider and get upset and angry and want to stab themselves in the heart with a pencil just like any man um just don't ever label me a feminist please for the love of god um no i'll tell you why be perfectly honest with you when it comes to this and you get the deals with Comcast where you call them and you're like, hey, what can you do for me? And like, hold on a quick second. Let's bring up your account. And like typing, you're the typing and shit. And then, you know, she's just like fucking just mashing the keyboard or something. And, or it's some person that's just fresh off of house arrest. And they're like, so what I can do is charge you a thousand dollars a month for the lowest speed internet, but I can give you Comcast streaming picks for free. And it's like, I don't know what that is. And I don't want it. Like, what is that? It's like, oh, it's great. We have the latest, hittest movies. Oh, you do? Like what? Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation is our newest entry. It's like, fuck you. I don't want that. So the reason I don't call is because every time I do that, I'm like, I got this. I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, roll up the sleeves. I'm going to be a negotiator. I got this, right? No, I end up like getting deals that are like literally that, me spending more money per month. So then I learned, I was like, oh, this is what you do. You, you, you kind of hint. You don't threaten, but you hint that you're going to leave. I swear, every time I've ever done that, the person's like, well, sorry to see you leave. Uh, have a good one. And it's like, fuck, they call my bluff. And I'm just sitting there like, shit. And then my wife has to call back. She always gets it somehow, some way. Um, but yeah, maybe it's the tender softness of her voice tone. And, you know, it's me just having Tourette's on the phone on the other end. I'm like, fuck, screw, motherfucker, I fucked it up. All that shit, you know. So i um, hoping to get that so I can get the HBO because I definitely want to watch True Detective and all that jazz. So, again, enough of me rambling on. I want to – sorry to keep you guys for too long with this rambles. But, uh, no, seriously, I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you like what you hear, you want to support the podcast, help it grow, tons of ways to do that. Check the links and in the description of this episode on how you can do just that. Biggest thing is – rate review on your podcast listening platform and also get involved in the podcast send in questions um, i got our email link for the podcast in the description and then you can find us on mixer where i stream um, from time to time i put up some stuff on the dvr for you guys to check out good interaction there as well as the podcast's instagram so all that shit okay done being a slut about it i hope you guys enjoyed um, have a terrific weekend to finish it all out and even a better work week. And I will talk to you guys this upcoming Friday. Hope you tune in because I got some, I got, a, I got a little segment, a new one. I kind of want to do, um, on the video game episode that I'm, I've been kind of workshopping. I'm ready to do it. And I'll give you a little spoilerish hint. It's, uh, relating to destiny. I got some more thoughts and bits on that whole divorce thing that I got hit with us uh, a couple days ago. So, yep, that's going to do it for me, you guys take care. And I will talk to you soon.